Friendshipping is proud to be part of the Chicago Podcast Cooperative. This episode is sponsored by Overcast, a better podcast app than whatever you're using right now. Unless it's Overcast. Get Overcast for free on the App Store. I'm Jen. And I'm Trin. This, this is, is Friendshipping! And the theme this week is... Food? Friendship between humans has many benefits. But sometimes there is drama and you want to call it quits. Don't write nasty subtweets or punch them in the tits. View friendship at the problem. Jen. Oh, hello. Jen. Jen, Jen, Jen. Stop looking at me like that. I can't. Jen got really beautiful summery caramel highlights. Oh, I got a new haircut. It looks really good. <laughs> you also look very summery with your outfit and everything, which is really good. Thank you. Um, I appreciate the compliments because I feel rather disheveled today. That is so, that is unfair of your internal narrator to give you that thought. I, thank you. It's true. I overslept today and I kind of rolled out of bed and quickly took the dog for a walk and got here and hadn't had coffee yet. And I was like, I got so much to do. <laughs> so if I can pull it together for this episode, wow. I mean, I'd be a real hero. This is like a Jordan flu game situation. You're doing great. You, I, I've never seen that skirt before and I love it. I've had this skirt for years. How dare you? Maybe I've never appreciated it until mm, now. I think that's probably right. Yeah. Well, thank you. Finally. <laughs> How are you? I'm really good. Um, Finally moved every plant into the, the move is done. The move is done. The move is done. So as uh, just a quick recap, I moved two blocks away from my old apartment. And for one month, the month of August, I had two apartments, which I don't recommend. And two cats. And two horrible and cats. And two dozen plants. At least two dozen plants. <laughs> so all that's left to do is to actually clean my old apartment, which I don't want to do. Yeah, don't, don't do that. I need to do it by Friday. And... Do by Friday. I was just going to say it. <laughs> I raised my eyebrows at you and you read my mind. Uh, Do by Friday. This week's challenge, clean Trin's apartment. Honestly, if Alex and Max and Merlin could come over and help me with this, that'd be amazing. That would be a comedy of errors. It'd be beautiful. It's very bad in there. But otherwise, things are good. We're going to be at XOXO next week. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's actually next oh week, right? Oh, my God. We're going to Portland. Never been to Portland. I've never been to Portland either. Is weed legal there? I hope so. Pretend I didn't ask that. No, leave it at. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Jen, what, we are performing Saturday of XOXO. I wouldn't call it performing. I what would we call it? I am going to be in front of a microphone. And talk. In front of an audience. Performing, you're right, is the wrong word because whenever we do this podcast, it's just us hanging out. So yeah. we're going to hang out in front of many people in public. And it's I'm not, nervous, Trent. I'm nervous, too. I don't, want, I don't know what people are expecting of us. It's just like, so we've done live shows before, and we like them. And, like, we've had, you know, people. XOXO is weird just because everybody there, we... Has taste. <laughs> no, it's it's like everybody there is there by invite. So they're all people we probably know. Yeah. And, like, respect and, like, know from a distance. And it's very scary. I've never been cool enough to go to XOXO. Me and neither. now that I'm going as a performer, I'm still not cool enough to go. <laughs> and now, now that we're going as performers, we're too cool for XOXO. It's true. The coolest thing would be if we just don't go. We just cancel our flights. <laughs> That's it. Um, uh, just, should I segue? Are we ready? I think, I think it's time to segue. We've, so, got some, we've got some good questions. So we are traveling to Portland, Oregon. Which is pronounced Oregon, not Oregon, which I didn't know. Oregon Trail. Oregon? 
Oregon what are you trail. thinking, people? And in that traveling process, we're going to have to deal with snacks because airport food is expensive and terrible. So, Jen, the first question is quite a question. It's a hell of a thing. It's a thing. So go for it. Tell us this tale. My husband and I are preparing to go on a vacation to Disney World with a group of friends. Yay! There will be six of us all together, three couples. We are going to be sharing a large suite that has a kitchen. I am super excited and feel so fortunate to be able to have this experience with my friends, and I want it to go as smoothly as possible. My husband and I are having a debate about how to avoid grumpy feelings over food, and we're hoping for your help. We're going to order some groceries to have delivered for the room to save money and time, mainly breakfast and snacks. My husband thinks that the best approach is to do one big order of shared food and split the cost evenly. That way, there's no concern about asking for eating food that isn't yours because everything is for everyone. I think that we should all do our own orders. That way, there's no, how much is my share? Has this person eaten more than their share? Stress. And no situation of waking up to find that all the cereal has been eaten in a midnight snack, leaving everyone breakfast hangry. The worst kind of hangry. I like his approach for its optimism and faith in our collective friendship and mine for its ability to give everyone exactly what they want as long as they order it. But I see issues with both. We have a wide range of appetites in our group and a variety of food needs to reach fullness. I keep descending into anxious fits of what if, imagining us having the most depressing arguments. No, friend, I do not want to share my food with you, even though you are hungry and want some, but this is my breakfast for tomorrow. Or, hey, friend, I know you are hungry, but you're eating all the cereal and that cereal was for everyone. My husband has also become the point person on arrangements, which has been totally fine, except for this. He made a spreadsheet for everyone to fill out for grocery requests, but we're having trouble getting anyone to be more specific than putting things like cereal or putting amounts. So we don't know if the currently communal order he's put together is actually enough. One person, for example, asked us to add bananas and told us his partner eats a lot of bananas. What's a lot of bananas to him? <laughs> I don't want a banana crisis. Oh my Look, God. no one wants a banana crisis. That sounds bad. Cuban Missile Crisis, Banana Crisis. So I feel like each of us ordering our own would sidestep this problem. If you don't have enough bananas, it's not because I ate them. <laughs> what do you think? Might being an anxious, passive-aggressive maniac, she should have more faith in her friends? What's the best path to few disgruntled friends as possible? Do you have any advice for avoiding stupid fights on friend vacations in general? Thank you. She, her pronouns. Okay, so listen. First off, you're not being a passive-aggressive maniac. But yes, you are a maniac. I can feel your anxiety. Yeah, it's like radiating off of this question. And I understand this too. Food is one of those annoying cultural things that everybody has different expectations and needs for. It is hard. And it costs money. And it costs money. And you're already spending money because you're going to Disney. And everything at Disney is like shaped like Mickey, costs a few hundred dollars, but it's also really tiny. It's not a great place that you find yourself in right now. Yeah, I like that you're planning ahead of time. I like that your husband has become like the planner of the group. I think you do need like a point person for logistics. That can be really helpful. But I think you need to add a healthy dose of shit's going to happen because there will be surprises and things you cannot plan for. There is no way you will get the perfect amount of food. No matter how you split this up or don't split it up, you will never step back and go, we did that exactly correctly. I have a funny story about that. Lay it on me. I grew up in an ostensibly Italian-American family. And we have many Italian-American cultural differences, such as there's always way too much fucking food. You have to take some food home. It's all carbohydrates. Yep. We yep. shout yep. at you if you haven't had any lasagna, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And there are many different groups of people who have different requirements, such as my cousin, who I'm close to, her husband's family is Irish American. 
And every year when they used to go to his family's house for Christmas, there's not enough food. And my cousin would text me complaining about this sometimes because it's very funny because the way that the mom would determine whether a right amount of food is based on whether or not it's all gone at the end of the night. So if it's all gone at the end of the night, that means perfect amount of food. And if there's any left over, that means there was way too much food. So they were all hungry every year. Oh, my God. Gosh. But it wasn't like a big deal. It was just like, this is a, an interesting quirk. Yeah. It's just everyone does it a little bit differently. Right. In my Italian family, I don't really want to bring home a giant, a, literally a plastic bag full of lasagna. I am also Italian. And I also am several generations in the Midwest. So there's never been too little food ever. It's never happened. Yeah. My my family, which it's just meatballs all the way down. <laughs> oh, God. So this is all to say there is not going to be a banana crisis. What is a banana crisis? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a deep philosophical question that I don't know that we can answer in the time allotted for recording. Let's envision the worst possible scenario. And that is, there are not enough bananas. And people are arm wrestling over the last banana. That's still survivable. You're yeah. still at Disney World with your friends. Right. And just because somebody is accustomed to a large number of bananas every morning doesn't mean that they're going to be angry without them. That's true. And also, like, you got to make adjustments when you're traveling. That's yes. why you travel. You get out of your normal routine. Also, it will be hard to get your friends to commit to the number of bananas they will eat. Or the cups of cereal they'll have yeah. every day. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. If you asked me what I was going to eat in two hours from now, I'd be like, I don't, I don't know. I'll, I'll see where the wind takes me. That's the other thing is that you will have different food needs based on your activity level that day, just based on what you're feeling. You're also on vacation. So I imagine that there's at least one person in the group who's going to be like, I'm on vacation. I'm going out to eat tonight. Yeah, I'm treating myself. Right. So I feel like, and Jen, let me know what you think about this, that the solution is threefold. So one the asker needs to learn to trust the husband and the friends to figure things out. Because if the husband has claimed rights on, I'm going to be the organizer here, then you have to let him fail or pass or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. Especially when the stakes are so fucking low. <laughs> you know? I don't know, Trin. <laughs> Talking about bananas. Like, I mean, being hangry, that's a big deal. But also, like, it, these people are adults and they should be okay with, sometimes you just have to slam a power bar and get on with your day. Okay. That's kind of what being an adult is. Yeah. <laughs> it's like being in circumstances that aren't perfect and still behaving. Yes. Yeah. You, you, wow, that's good, Jen. You have to. And Ooh, that felt nice in my tummy. <laughs> I'm glad you liked it. Yeah. Yeah, like traveling with friends can be hard. Anyway, you, you said the solution is threefold. Oh, and then the yeah. second part is there is going to need to be a combination of communal food and private food. And that will happen regardless of how much communal food you buy. Because people, if they don't pack snacks on themselves, that would be weird to me. Yeah. I mean, put a granola bar in your dang purse. Yeah. And then the third is to make everything super clear right at the outset. So, yes, he's got a spreadsheet of food. Everybody's saying all this stuff. Great, 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 great. Tell everybody how much food you bought so that they know what is available. And then just say at the end of that email, if you feel like you need more or different things, please pick those things up for yourself and label them. I think that's great. Get people to commit because it sounds like people are being wishy-washy just because they're like, I don't know, it sounds great. Right. Yeah. They're excited to be on vacation. Yeah. You, you, maybe your husband can say, hey, I'm going to order this food by four o'clock tomorrow and the groceries will be at our hotel. And if you need something different, feel free to pick it up yourself. Just let us know if it's personal or for the group. Just get it out of the way. Yeah. Just get out of the way. Commit. And here's an important thing. While you're on this trip, you or actually even when you get home from the trip, now that I think about it, you cannot comment on what people eat. No. 
throughout this trip. And if somebody does it, I think it's important to intervene as you, it seems that you two as a power couple are kind of in charge of organizing. Yeah, yeah. So you're going to set the tone here. You're yeah. going to set the tone. And if you're going into this, as ang- I hope you got your anxiety out by emailing us. Because if you bring this amount of anxiety into the food situation, you're going to have a rough time. So don't comment on what people eat or choose not to eat. Like you can't say like, wow, Tom, another granola bar. How um, dare you? Wow. Hmm, interesting. <laughs> hmm. No, those, those granola bars were two fifty, and it's uh, like you just had a buck seventy five worth of granola bar. Mm, yeah, pay up, bud. <laughs> <laughs> and like, and that's, and also, this is not to say that that's an incorrect way to feel about food. I think that people growing up in different circumstances will have different levels of food insecurity. If you grew up in a family of eight children, then you are going to be way more worried about the amount of food than if you grew up as an only child in a, a like a rich household. I think that's such a good point, Trin. Yeah. I don't want to dismiss your anxiety as silly. It's not. Because I understand. Mm-hmm. I get um, I get very anxious about airport logistics. Oh, yeah. The, and like, I'm like, wait, you're you're going to you're going to Starbucks right now? I mean, our flight takes off in four and a half hours. I are know. You, are I you know sure you that you uh... we we used to go to the airport two hours early, like two hours earlier than you're supposed to arrive early and then get delayed and be like, all right, I guess we're sitting in Chili's. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like everyone has little quirks about traveling and food. And like, I do appreciate that you're telling us yours. Yeah. So maybe the fourth component of this is to make sure that you are going to be okay. So if you look at the list of food and you think, I am worried that there won't be enough, then cover yourself. You know, grab a couple Luna bars, throw them in your bag. Get some pocket almonds like how I do. Get your own box of Triscuits and label it. I don't know what your name is. I'm going to call you Marissa. Okay. (laughs) And Marissa, put your name on the stuff that's yours. And that's that's okay. And if people like grab a cracker from your Triscuit box, then you have to decide how you are going to react to that. You can only control your own reactions. Let's focus on that. So let's say that there is a blow up. I truly do not think that there will be one. But do you want to do a couple scripts? Yeah, let's do it. So do uh, bad boy or good boy? Tony Diaperman or Tony? He's Tony now? Toby or Tony? It's Toby, but Tony Diaperman sounds like a real asshole. It sure does. Toby sounds like a well-meaning guy who's just fucking up. Tony sounds like a bad man. Yeah. Okay, so I'll be um, the bad boy. Be, be, need, have a, yeah, there's not enough bananas. And I'm mad about it. Not even close to enough bananas. Okay. Mr. T. Diaperman. Hello. Good morning. I'm so excited to go on a roller coaster today at Disney World. It'll be very hot. Yeah. I'm going to wear socks with my sandals. That's such a good move. I'm going to wear sunscreen. Good. And I am so excited to get some bread. Oh. What? What happened? Are you okay? I thought you were excited. One, two, three, four, five, six. Wow. Only seven bananas. Uh, yeah, no. So we tried to accommodate everybody's needs. Um, you know, so we got seven I bananas. Eat three bananas a day. And we're here for a long time. So, like, it's kind of rude. I wish you had consulted with me. So here's the thing, though, Tony. Um, I, I, you know, we did the best we can. Um, and, you know, we did consult you. We asked you what you needed. And I, and I totally understand that you need a ton of bananas. You know, you've got low potassium and that's a thing. But bananas are one of those things that, like, if you don't eat them in the first day, they, get, they compost. They self-compost. You know, just like our friendship. So <laughs> so we got seven bananas so that you're good for a couple of days. And then, you know, you can run out and get some more because if you have special needs, that's your responsibility to take care of. It's really hard to just go out in Disney World and just buy fresh fruit. Oh, totally. Absolutely. Which is why we did the grocery order ahead of time. And again, it's not a perfect system. There is no good way to make it a perfect system. And I hope that you'll be OK for the first couple of days um, having enough bananas. Well, if I faint at Disney World. 
then it would be your fault for not packing more bananas for yourself because we asked you to before we got here. Um, don't actually say that. <laughs> you could think it. You could think it. So that, and that's another thing that like we we sometimes bring up is like sometimes you have to decide if you want to de-escalate or if you're angry and you want to keep fighting. And, <laughs> and, so, and the answer may be you want to keep fighting. But for the sake of the trip, you probably want to de-escalate. You probably want to de-escalate, which is one of the hardest things to do as a human being when you're mad. Because when you're mad, you just want the other person to feel shitty. Which is so true. And that's okay. Give me my bananas. But yeah, it is It is okay. Especially in circumstances that are severe. So let's pretend that I am a very rational person and go back into the Mr. T. Diaperman situation. Okay. So instead of saying, like, that's why, why we did what we did, I would say, well, we can figure out a, a way to get you some more bananas. But the good news is... You have enough for the first couple of days. So we are not going to get into an actual banana crisis situation until like Wednesday. So we, we can, have time to figure this out. Right. We can find you a grocery store. I the feel end. better. <laughs> I feel better. I feel better, too. Tony, I'm so glad we talked through our differences like adults. <laughs> Me, too. Isn't it nice how we're in Disneyland with no children? Yeah, honestly. So that's a, that's one thing. OK, so the banana crisis won't it can't happen. You will arrive and see the groceries and have a decent understanding of how to eat throughout your trip. And also, you're only handling breakfast and snacks. So, I mean, if somebody is unhappy with the food, then they can go out and get their own lunch. Traveling with friends can be both amazing and exhausting. Traveling with humans has many benefits. Oh, I love that. And so, sometimes like, if, you have problem and there's not can, enough bananas. Add an extra level of patience because you will you will find something surprising about each of your friends that you didn't know before and you it'll probably be an unpleasant surprise. Yeah. Like you will find out that one of your friends uh snoozes their alarm 32 times or that one Ooh, of them that's me. Oh, do you? Yeah. One of your friends takes way too long in the bathroom and you just want to go to Disney right now. One friend is gonna wear improper footwear and you'll be like, come on, how did you not know that? All of these things will happen and it will make them human and you will forgive them for it. So in conclusion, great news, you're traveling with adults. Great news, you have a husband who wants to take care of the situation. And great news, no one, well, I was about to say no one will die from a lack of bananas. But there is this one scene in Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves where the, uh, the oh parents... Oh my God, I love that movie. Yeah, the parents shrunk themselves. They didn't shrink the kids this time. Mm -hmm. And the kids are big and one of the kids has a banana deficiency and almost Aww. dies and they have to shove a banana in his mouth. I don't think we're doing well to ease the anxiety for this person. But man, that movie's good. Well, here's another thing. Maybe on that spreadsheet we should ask um, for any dietary needs or anything we should plan for. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Like, what do you need to start your day off correctly? Yes. Like, for me, that is caffeine and allergy meds. Mm -hmm. And I would personally take care of those things myself. But... I would set aside 15 minutes to make sure I get coffee. Otherwise, it's going to be a bad day. So be prepared that other people have needs, too. Yeah. Just set expectations really clearly. Really low. Really, <laughs> just have really low expectations for how this is going to go. And then you'll be surprised when, like, there's no banana crisis. <laughs> but, but yeah, like, making sure that people know that they should not rely on the communal food for a huge meal every single day, that's, I think, is probably yes, a good idea. Yes, that's a really good way to say that. And, yes, you are a ball of anxiety, but that's also understandable. It the is. End. Yeah. Next question. Next question. You're up. My friend is newly vegan but keeps eating things that aren't vegan. I can't tell if it's on purpose or not. Should I tell him or nah? I love this. I, I do too. I really need to know the answer to this. So th this is one of those things where it's like, okay. And so, Trin is vegan. Oh, we, I'm vegan in case you didn't know. Like the vegetables. 
So the the first thing is ask him, not even in the moment. Just be like, hey, dude, if I notice you eating something that looks like it might not be vegan, do you want me to let you know or, or do you have it covered? Because you also mentioned that he's newly vegan. So it could just be that he had not read the label yet. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, I'm new to this. Right. There's so many things that you think are vegan that aren't. There's these almond crackers that I used to eat called nut thins, and they're actually, there's dairy in them. And they're almond crackers. It's like, why? It feels like a trick or a lie. Exactly. So that could be part of it. But the other thing is that vegan technology has progressed in such a way in the past five years that many things are somewhat indistinguishable from the non-vegan version. So vegan cheesecake, vegan whipped cream, things like that, they all look like actual food instead of the fake food that they are. (laughs) You know, one thing that you don't want to do is assume that they're trying to get away with something. Oh, yeah. Or police them. Don't police their veganism. Right. You're not vegan. So like, what the fuck do you care? Yeah. Um. So one time I was tweeting about like that I was having wings and a friend of mine was like, I thought you were vegan. And it's just like, I didn't feel like I needed to specify that I'm having vegan Satan wings from, from Chicago, Chicago Diner. Diner. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Like, can you shut up? <laughs> But um, but yeah, in my general rule for this stuff is if I'm drunk or celebrating, don't tell me. Oh, that's so good. So if you're drunk or celebrating, don't be like, hey, um, that that has whatever in it. Yeah. Got it. And their rules could be different than you think they are. For example, I eat honey and not all vegans do. I like local honey. My friend Jana makes honey and, and I think it's good to support that business. So he may just have different rules. He also might not even fully understand what his veganism is, and maybe he's a vegetarian. So one time I was drunk and celebrating PAX East in Boston, and I got McDonald's fries because I was very drunk. Oh, my God. I remember that night. And uh, and it was took one— took an Uber through the McDonald's. Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah, it's coming back to me. And my friends kindly did not tell me until the morning that McDonald's fries are technically not vegan. Because at the moment, that would have been a bit of, of a buzzkill. Oh, yeah. And when you're drunk, you need carbohydrates and fat. And so now I know for the next time when we're going through the McDonald's drive-thru, maybe we'll go through like a Wendy's drive-thru instead. Oh, are those vegan? Um, yeah, lots of French fries are. Like de- Culver's, I think, is vegan fries. Culver's is, has the best side salad and the oh, best fries. Good to know. And lots of fast food places will cook the fries in the same vat that they cook the meat, which everybody has different rules for that. So like, I don't really care because I just don't want to be participating in the meat business. I don't like tasting meat either. So my preference is separate. But if I'm like really hungry, I don't give a shit. And some people are just like, I don't want it to have touched my food. Got it. And so again, like I I guess this, there's nuance to this. A lot of it. And I think that the general rule is don't police him. Let him make his own decisions and have a separate off the moment conversation about it. Like, hey, do you want me to let you know? Like, or is that annoying? Yeah. Make it very casual. That's it. It doesn't need to be that serious of a, hey, um, you fucked up last night when you had those McDonald's fries. That's the thing is yeah. like saying that you fucked up or being like you are really bad at this or like implying <laughs> oh, that. Yeah. There's that whole, oh, vegans just eat steaks when nobody's looking or whatever. What? It's like that's a, a fake trope oh, or whatever. People think that. Pe- that you're not really veganism. oh yeah people think that you're not really vegan because they're like i couldn't do it you know anyway um uh just don't just try to make sure that you're not falling into that shit and it's really that's it that's yeah it. you seem like you are approaching this with kindness and sensitivity and not that much judgment should i and, tell him or not <laughs> yeah should i tell him or not so the in conclusion here is i think that you have the right vibe that like should i tell him or not that's, yeah, that's good. How um, how would you tell? Let's say the the answer is your friend is like, yeah, let me know. How oh. how would you then broach that subject? Like, hey, there's gelatin in that. Just like that. Oh, I, really? Yeah. If you could make it even a little bit silly, just be like, hey, 
hey, dude, I just want you to know, gelatin in that thing. Do you want me to call 911? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like that a lot. Do you want me to tweet tweet about this and shame you in front of my followers? Right. Is that what you want me to do? Exactly. Okay, got it. Yeah. So approaching with good humor. Right. And then also make sure that you accept their answer in the moment. If they're just like, you know what? I've eaten half of this already. I'm just going to slam the rest and move on. Let's pretend this never happened. Let him do that. Yeah, that's so good. You can't you can't take a step further than that and be like, well, are you sure? Right. <laughs> Many vegans are vegan because of their carbon and water footprint. So throwing away something that they're already eating kind of defeats the purpose. This has been so insightful into veganism. Thank you. Yeah, no worries. So like, it, just let him let him fudge it as long as he's comfortable. Oh, buddy's nerfed. Nobody's nerfing. Least of all you, not vegan friend. Take yeah. it from me. We're not perfect. <laughs> so now it's 12.02 p.m. and we've officially recorded for two minutes longer than we were supposed to. Oops. So we're wrapping it up. Time really... flies when you're having fun with your friend Trin. Oh my God, Jen. So uh, this has been Friendshipping with Jen and Trin. If you would like to ask us a question, you can at friendshippingpodcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to buy our stuff, you can at thefriendshippingstore.com. Thank you to Ian Parman for editing. Thank you to Alex Cox, our studio daddy. Thank you to Lauren Gallagher for designing. Thank you to Molly Lewis for singing. We'll see you in Portland next week. Molly Lewis will be with us at our, uh, my, our friendshipping thing. And thank you for listening. You did that so fast. That was amazing. You're welcome for talking. You friendship at the problem. Why don't I breathe when I read these? Because <laughs> you're so excited. You're with it's bated breath. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>